Louise McSharry on 2FM. Now, though, it is time for us to talk about TV. It is, yes, perhaps our best friend (laughs) these days. And just because we're going to socialise doesn't mean we're going to abandon our televisions. And there is lots of stuff happening on TV at the moment. So today we are joined by Orla Condon, host of the Weekly Watch podcast and content creator for OneFabDay.ie. Hello, Orla. Hi, Louise. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very excited to talk telly. Um... I, yes. I know we're going to talk about the housewives, so I'm obviously very excited about that. But let's we'll we'll leave that as a treat for ourselves. Yes, we'll get in, some business maybe. done first. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Mayor of Easttown. I have heard so many people talking about this, but then the rumor is it's a bit grim. So uh, tell me the truth. Um. Yeah, it is a bit a bit grim. Yeah, it is. But it's I mean it's a murder mystery thriller drama series. So I feel like if you're going into it thinking it's yes. gonna kind of veil over that aspect of the show, you're probably uh, a little bit misguided with that. Yes. It's on Sky Atlantic, so you anyone who on Sky would be seeing tons of ads for this kind of all over the last month or so. Uh, it's also on Now TV. So if anyone hasn't seen it so far and would like to catch up, that's probably your best way of, of finding it. We're only three episodes in of a seven episode series, so it's a really good time to start that binge watch to get into the to, to swing of things. Kate Winslet is starring in the series, so you'll know her from the posters. Um, she's starring alongside Jean Smart and Guy Pearce and a whole other list of great people in, in the show. Uh, and it's set in the Philadelphia suburbs. Uh, Winslet plays Detective Mayor, um, who is very loved in the town because of kind of a very successful high school basketball career about 25 years ago. So she's still living off the kind of reign of that. But recently in her career, she failed to solve the murder of a young woman in the area um, a year earlier than where the show picked up. So questions are being asked kind of quietly about her capabilities as a detective. And then when another teenager is killed in the area at the start of this season, uh, those questions intensify about about how good at her job is she able for the job anymore uh, based on kind of the personal issues she's dealing with herself. She's gone through a divorce. She's battling for custody of her grandson after her son died by suicide. So there's a lot of personal issues going on there that also kind of intensify throughout the series as the investigation progresses. Mm. Um, that sounds really good, but I, uh, I'm just shocked at the fact that Kate Winslet is playing a grandmother. Shocking, shocking, shocking. But they kind of address it in the show, though, which is good. Like, someone kind of goes, you're a grandmother? Like, what? And she does address the fact that she had her child very young okay. and they had their child very young. So they do, like, address it. They don't try and pretend well, that she's, like, some... thank God. Do you know what I mean? They're not trying to swindle us into believing she's, like, you know, near retirement or something. Like, they very much address it. But she's so good in this and she's receiving all the rightful praise that you would expect She's brilliant. Like, she's just, I don't know if I've ever seen her in this kind of a role. She's a really, she is the heroine of the show, but she's very flawed. Um, and mm. she's not, you don't feel like she's operating to the best of her abilities because of everything that's going on in her life. Yeah. Um, but even down to her accent, that Philadelphia accent, I mean, locals are saying that she really nailed it and she's done, she's done a really good job on it. So, I mean, all of the reviews that I have read and anyone I have talked to who's watched it has been very positive about the show. Okay, I'm in. I'm going to start it tonight. Um, <laughs> now, let's move on. Netflix really wants me to watch this. I am getting messages all day and all night. It's The Son of Sam on Netflix. Yeah, they're really hammering this one home. I think because last year was a bit of a drought with true crime and they know that, that stuff brings in good audiences. This year, they've been they've had a few missteps with true crime already this year. There's mm. been a few that just didn't quite hit the mark. So I think they're confident that The Sons of Sam is going to be the one so far, it is proving to be in Ireland. It's trending number one, and it only dropped on Wednesday. 
Um, but it's a four-part true crime series, which I just think is like a delicious length of time for true crime. Yeah. It's the right amount to kind of invest in these stories. Um, but it's, it's interesting because this one follows an investigative journalist, Maury Terry, who became obsessed with this case of the son of Sam. So the first episode sets the scene really, really well. There's been a string of murderers with a 45 caliber revolver that leaves kind of women across New York City afraid to go out at night or sit in their cars because many of the murders happen while people are just in cars. And the murders appear to be totally at random. There is no, you know, type of victim. There is no specific time of day. There's no specific place. So it leaves everyone in the city very on edge. Mm. The killer then sends a number of letters to police and journalists signed The Son of Sam. Now, in the first episode, we are uh, introduced to David Berkowitz, who admits to the killings and is arrested and charged. But Mary Terry didn't believe that he did or could have acted alone in the killing. So it's, it's his kind of investigation beyond what the police are doing. Uh, how kind of seriously are they going to take it? Uh, and then he finds links to what he believes uh, is a satanic cult, which expands the investigation. There's mentions of Charles Manson and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's the perfect recipe of this kind of old, uh, you know, serial killing case that has got a conclusion since. Um, it's in this glamorous city of New York where people are now living in fear. And then add that element of a potential satanic cult linked to Charles Manson. It's the perfect recipe for a number one trending show on Netflix. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> laughing, but like, uh, it's... it's... <laughs> It's terrible, really. But like, you know, you're so right. We just love a bit of murder and a cult. Um, I, I think I can enjoy it a little bit more when I know that justice has been served. I yeah. find it harder to like stay with making a murderer when you feel like maybe yeah. they haven't got the right guy. It's it's harder to kind of go, oh, this is great. Yeah. Oh, like, what entertainment. No, I know. Whereas this one, it's like, no, there's been a resolution. We know we will get answers. It's just about us now learning how they got there. Yeah, I always wonder what it's like for the families of the victims, you know, when everybody's kind of talking about what a great watch these things are. Um, now, I'm not saying it would stop me from watching because it is so fascinating, but it's just, it's very interesting, I think, our appetite for true crime. Um, okay, let's yeah. talk about The Handmaid's Tale. The Handmaid's Tale is back. The Handmaid's Tale is finally back. Um, it's long overdue. We had a really long wait due to COVID. Um, so season four is finally back. It dropped on RT2 last week. So you can catch up on the RT player if you haven't seen it so far. Mm. Uh, but we pick up season four. Um, we're on the run after the end of season three. Eight, six children escaped to Canada on that beautiful Angels flight that everyone was just bawling, crying, watching at the end of season three. Uh, June is injured at the start of, of the season and the kind of her and the rest of the fugitive handmaids are trying to find uh, refuge at this farm where a 14-year-old wife uh, kind of runs the ship there and she's nursing June back to health. Um, so June is quickly kind of restored in her in her leadership role over the women. Uh, and then back in Gilead, we meet Lauren Squibb about Bradley Whitford, who's just a brilliant character. So brilliant. Um, it's about what's going to happen to him. Is he going to be killed? Is he going to be sentenced to something? How is his story going to pan out? We also get reintroduced to the most terrifying woman on television, Aunt Lydia, um, mm. who is really struggling with the loss of those 86 children that flew out to Canada. And then we're picking up with the Waterfords, who are now in custody in Toronto, who learn in the first episode, I think, about the 86 children getting out. And it is a beautiful television moment where you just feel like, ha, there you go. Like, it's such a gorgeous moment when they find out that June is, is succeeding. It's brilliant. I've seen the first three episodes. It has not disappointed so far. I will say there is a criticism about, you know, uh, this kind of two steps forward, one step back yeah. constantly throughout Handmaid's. 
Um, and my colleague Bronwyn O'Neill is always saying that they're really stuck in this narrative loop. And I definitely get that. I do think the pacing, they're trying to pace it a little bit slower and fill in these gaps. So naturally, then we're going to kind of move forward a bit and move back. I think when you're binging The Handmaid's Tale, that becomes more frustrating. When you're watching it week to week, it's kind of a, a less jarring um, I suppose upset that you're constantly being pushed back. Yeah, um, that's, interesting. that's interesting. That's interesting because I I've watched the first three episodes as well. Um, and I watched them kind of. I didn't watch them in one go, but I watched them over two nights. And I did feel well. First of all, I have to say I I enjoyed watching it, knowing that Donald Trump was not in the White House. I found that to be a very comforting factor. I was so concerned about the we events can't make coming true. So much anymore. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I mean, the concern is not completely gone, but uh, it was it was was good but I did find I was kind of like oh come on like you got to give us something do you know what I mean like where yeah. are we going please no definitely I and I, I the do... third episode is you know really heavy it's like you know yeah. I, I said to my husband at one stage I was like ah here I don't know if I'm up for watching this character just being tortured like yeah. it's it's not light viewing so I would say to anyone I mean obviously we know it's not light viewing but I have found I found those first three episodes particularly the yeah. third episode very heavy and I would genuinely yeah. say if you're someone who's maybe not in a great place and you usually love The Handmaid's Tale maybe just put it aside this series for a while because it, it's 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 a, not an easy watch no and I would I do think it's not a show to watch back to back yeah like, I think like, you're like, right. I obviously watch the shows together you know to be able to get a bit of a grasp of the series to like, yeah. chat to you about it but I it's not how I like to watch it like you yeah. feel like like do you ever watch it and then you go out into the world and you just feel a little bit more on edge and you're yeah. feeling a little bit like whoa like it's definitely one of those shows that peels you so far from reality that it's hard to kind of snap out of it yeah. now I will say the creator Bruce Miller has said now I know they always come out with these but he has said this season we will deliver on a lot of things that we set up in season three and season okay. two and okay. he said that viewers should be satisfied so I'm hoping that we just have to make our way through these torturous episodes yeah. and then there will I mean, be literally. a reward Louise yeah god I hope <laughs> no, so literally yeah 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 well now it's time for our reward Orla because we're going to talk oh. about the housewives Louise I mean the my silver beloved. lining of my day <laughs> <laughs> of my life <laughs> I just adore it I just adore it I do too I do too Orla 15 years of my life I've dedicated to these women Come here. I, I mean, I saw you talking on your Instagram about people who are like, you know, blow-ins and late to the game and kind of talking about jumping seasons. And I feel like I have to defend all of us who just jumped on this bandwagon in lockdown. I've watched 601 episodes of these women, Louise. <laughs> I've done the math. <laughs> no, look, Orla, I, I have to clarify. So what I was giving out about on my Instagram is not, I don't have, I have no problem with people jumping on the bandwagon and watching. That's like, the more the merrier. I'm so happy that these women are coming into so many Welcome. people's lives. However, what I have an issue with is people saying, oh, skip the first four seasons or like oh. just start watching at season seven. No, yeah. how dare you disrespect yeah. the history and the heritage of this event like. yeah I, I think I think like Real Housewives of New York which is just back now for brand new series <sighs> that is probably my favourite my franchise favorite. of the ones that I've seen so far yeah my it number ha- one it has the worst first season of all of the ones that I've watched it's terrible none of the women are connected it's just random kind of storylines that I don't care about and it started but, so long ago that it looks kind of gammy yeah. as well yeah it looks terrible but also it's like 
I appreciate where we are so much more when I think about the fact that, like, the first season was just Jill Zarin roaring, Bobby, Bobby, like, over and over again. Like, I just think this idea of skipping seasons. I know a lot of people, my cousin Daniel is a huge Housewives fan, and he had said to me, when you start Beverly Hills, don't skip a certain season. Everyone will tell you to skip it. Don't skip it. And I have stuck by that. I've tried not to skip anything. Now, there's some seasons skip. I kind of breathe through. You can't You can't. Skip. You because just you can't. miss so much. Like, you're, you're watching relationships. So this you need the context of the relationships. Um, and as well, I think it helps you point out, like, good cast members versus bad yes, cast exactly. members. You know, you're like, exactly. oh, they, were, they brought nothing this season. So I'm yes. excited for a change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you, Orla. Yes, this is I, what I'm, I'm talking about. You, um, so just in case people if people don't watch it like uh, you know the story with the housewives they are so amazing but I want to play you a clip from the real housewives of New York this is from not oh. the, the current season but from the last season and it was incredible this is at a Beautiful. party with the cast you'll hear Ramona who is one of the wildest is it Ramona's cast 60th? yes is it, her 60th? it is yeah you'll hear wow. I think it's her 61st because I think that was the thing was like it's not even a big birthday <laughs> but oh, Ramona is one of the wildest characters in all of the franchises and um, the new series has just started airing but this is from the last series where she is annoyed at some of her castmates for getting a little bit wild at what she views as a very classy affair listen to this chaos i don't know if leah knows what's happening or not and i don't really give a shit. she's embarrassing me and i'm embarrassed for her stop it get to the stripper get the producers here we're done ramona calm down i'm having fun you're being this girl can do no right. Ramona just is waiting to pounce on Leah for anything. No! I quit the show right now. Yeah, I'm done. Camera's down. We're done. We're done. The glass you're hearing there is one of the cast members is standing on a on a glass tray, it's like stomping on it. Like it is, and just, she's got a massive a massive like tablecloth on her head. Doesn't she? She's just like marching around on the table. Oh, oh my god! Or that now we've we've screwed ourselves because we don't have time to talk about it anymore. But just if people want to watch <laughs> Housewives, just do it. Just give yourself a treat. Just um, do it. I would start with Beverly Hills on Netflix. There's yeah. four seasons there. If you want to get a little taster without buying a new subscription, yeah, four seasons of Beverly Hills on Netflix. It'll give you a really good idea of what's come but I will say the other seasons are far more chaotic yeah I, th- I I agree and I think I've gotten oh I've gotten a few uh questions about what order to watch in and I will do some Instagram stories on that later so if you want to hear more you can head on over to my Instagram Orla Condon thank you so so much you can hear more from Orla uh, on the weekly watch podcast and of course you can check out her work on onefabday.ie have a great one Orla thank you thank you bye Louise McSherry on 2FM